Welcome to 15 Minute Freelancer, your snack-sized guide to being your own boss and building a business and life you love. I'm your host, Louise Shanahan. My LinkedIn bio says I'm a freelance health copywriter, but for the next 15 minutes, I'll be tickling your ears with practical strategies, behind-the-scenes stories and nuggets of wisdom so you can create a freelance business that works for you. Whether you're just starting out or you've been self-employed for a while, I'll be right here with you to help you navigate the ups and downs of freelancing life. So grab a coffee, relax, and join me for 15 minutes of freelancing fun. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Happy New Year, freelance friends! <laughs> it's Louise here, and I hope you've all had a lovely festive season and you've enjoyed a little bit of a break over the last week or so, and the dreaded COVID didn't get in the way of your plans with family and friends too much. But we're back and the holidays are but a distant memory and it's time to dive back into business. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I I really love this time of year. It almost feels like a fresh start, like a glorious new notebook with clean, empty pages full of possibility. I know lots of people will say, oh, you shouldn't bother with New Year resolutions. Everyone gives them up by the 1st of February anyway. And I know it's not like the clock strikes 12 on the 1st of January and you're suddenly a productive atomic habit building machine. And especially given the state of 2020 and 2021, why would you tempt fate by making any plans at all? But I can't help it. I always feel really excited about the possibilities that lie ahead when it's the new year. If you don't make plans or you don't set intentions about how you want your business to look or to evolve, then it will just plod along in its default setting. And maybe that's fine. But maybe you would like something a bit different. And that process doesn't have to happen at New Year, of course. You can make plans and change plans and set goals at any time of the year. But for me, January feels like a good time to take stock of what's been happening over the last year and think about where I'd like to go next. So for today's episode, of course, I had to talk about setting goals, or not, for your freelance business in 2022. I thought I would share some of the questions that I like to ask myself at the start of a new year, and I'll share my number one business goal for 2022 if you are curious. <laughs> I would love to hear more about yours too, so do drop me a message on Twitter or LinkedIn, or leave me a voice message at memo.fm forward slash 15 and let me know what you're excited about this year. Okay, so I have six steps to follow here. It's not difficult. You can make yourself a cuppa, grab your clean, fresh notebook, and you can do this in about 30 minutes. You know I like to keep things simple and easy. Planning and goal setting is helpful, but we don't need to overcomplicate this, do we? So step one is to celebrate last year's success. If we're thinking about setting goals or making plans for the next year, then the obvious place to start is, to me, to look back over the previous year and take stock of what went well and what was a total shit show. <laughs> it's so easy to keep pushing forwards all the time, but the one thing that I am trying to get better at is just pausing for a moment to look back and give myself a wee pat on the back for the things that have gone well. So I encourage you to do the same, to look back over the last year and find something to celebrate. Maybe you hit a massive financial milestone that as a baby freelancer you could never have imagined. That's huge, like congratulations! (laughs) You've created this business out of nowhere and look where you are now. You should be proud. So if you've reached a personal milestone this year, you may not feel like sharing it all over the internet. You don't have to, obviously, but I encourage you to take a private minute to yourself to feel that inner glow of satisfaction and pride at what you've built. 
Maybe you've worked with a dream client. Maybe you saw your work in the wild for the first time. Maybe you had steady leads coming in and you finally broke free of the feast or famine freelancing roller coaster. Maybe you find your people this year. Maybe you've made some really amazing freelance friends and you've been cheering each other on and sharing your ups and downs. Celebrate the teeny weeny things too, like you managed to take regular lunch breaks or you finally signed up with an accountant or you set aside time each week to read some business books or do a course. When you work for yourself, your friends and family might not always really get what you do and you don't have a boss or a team to say well done when things go well. So we do have to make an effort to celebrate ourselves and each other. So let me do that for you now. Well done. You've done an amazing job. (laughs) Step two is where we get a little bit more granular in your reflections on the last year. So this is where I will think about what went well, what went not so well. And I'll make a list of everything that I can think of that I find fulfilling or enjoyable or easy or satisfying about my business over the last year. So if you're doing this, maybe think about what were your favourite projects? What did you find the most fun? Who did you enjoy working with the most? When did you really feel like you were in flow? And then we'll do the same thing for the things that felt a little bit sticky. What felt clunky or awkward? What were the biggest time sucks? Where did you feel frustration or resistance? What made you feel the most stressed out? And as I say, you don't overthink this or judge it as you're writing. Just scribble it all down and then this will help you figure out what you want to do more of and less of in the coming year. And the next thing is step three, where I look at these lists and I'll start to do that process. I'll narrow them down into things that I'd like more of or less of as I go forwards into the next year. When I look at the list of things in the happy face column, let's call it, what do I really want more of? What in this list do I want to keep doing? What do I want to build on? What would feel really amazing to do again? And then I'll do the same with the sad face column. (laughs) What can I cut out of this list? What should I be putting on my to don't list in 2022? And again, there's no judgment. We're just looking at what happened and where we can make things easier or better or more efficient or just a bit more satisfying in 2022. Step four is to pick just one thing from each column to be your priority for the next year. That's it. Just one thing that you want to do more of and one thing that you want to do less of. Wasn't that easy? (laughs) You can have more if you want. That's absolutely fine. (laughs) But I tend to forget. If I make a big long list, then I will forget as time goes on. So I like to just pick one thing that I want to do more of and one thing that I want to do less of. 2021 felt like both the longest and fastest year ever somehow. It was also really stressful at points. So for me, one the one thing that I want to do more of and the one thing that I want to do less of are actually two sides of the same coin. I want to have more time off. <laughs> so my more of priority is to actually plan some proper chunks of time off and stick to them. And my less of priority is to stop saying yes to too many things. (laughs) So I have a huge issue with not wanting to let people down. So that means that when a client's like, hey, could you do this thing? My instinct is to say yes, and I shall do it right now. (laughs) Even if that's not necessary at all or realistic or the client doesn't even expect it. 
I just like getting things off my to-do list as soon as I can. So if I have made a commitment to carving out some time off, I won't be able to say yes to everything that comes along. And if I've committed to not saying yes to too many things or not telling myself that I'll do them immediately, then I can remind myself to set some boundaries and stick to those realistic expectations when clients ask if I can take on a new project. This might sound really basic to you, like maybe you're like, why are you saying yes to things when you can't do them? Uh, But it just happens, I don't know, it's just the way I'm wired, it's a trap I fall into a lot and I think it will make a huge difference to how I'm able to serve my existing clients, my earning potential and of course how much I actually enjoy my work and my day-to-day life. That leads nicely into step five, which is thinking about the bigger picture. If we only base our future goals or plans on what happened in the past, then that doesn't leave any room for new ideas, does it? So this is where you get to think big and dream big. What is something that you've always wanted to do? What would make your business feel easy? What would you like to be looking back on this time next year? Last night I watched 14 Peaks on Netflix and if you haven't seen it, this is an amazing documentary about Nims Purja, a Nepali high altitude mountaineer who set out to climb the 14 mountains higher than 8,000 metres and he wanted to do it in record time, which was going to be less than seven months. The previous record was something like seven years. Because people kept telling him that his plan was impossible, he decided to call it Project Possible, which I love. Now, we might not be climbing any mountains, but we can come up with our own version of Project Possible, can't we? So what might that look like for you? What would you love to achieve this year? What could your business adventure be in 2022? I encourage you to be ambitious when you think about what your business could evolve into over the next year. But if that's not where you are right now, that's absolutely fine. If 2020 and 2021 have taken a toll, if life is hard If you just have other priorities, then be gentle with yourself. Maybe you're happy with how things are and you don't want things to change at all. That's absolutely fine too. It's your business. Another thing that I want to mention here, kind of related to that, is that if you are thinking about specific goals, then you really want to be clear about where they've come from and why you are setting them. Because it's easy to hear about other people's goals and think, oh, well, I guess I'll aim for that too. But maybe those six-figure goals or four-day-week goals or creating a course and writing a book goals that everybody else seems to be talking about are just not that important to you. Uh, You don't really know what's going on in other people's businesses either. So while I think it's fine to take inspiration from what other people are doing, you do also want to keep your eyes on your own path. And not to get too Simon Sinek on you, (laughs) but you do need to know the why behind your goals. If you set a financial goal, but you couldn't care less about whether you actually meet it or not because it doesn't represent any significant change in your life and it's just earning for earning's sake, then you won't really be motivated to work towards it week in, week out. But if you have a really specific thing that you're working towards, you can set business goals or habits or practices that will help you get there and then you'll be far more likely to stick to them. You want to create specific goals that support your vision rather than arbitrarily picking some goals that sound exciting but ultimately don't align with what you really want deep down. Otherwise, when things get busy or stressful or something shiny and new comes along, your goals will fall by the wayside. The final step, step six, is how we actually make all this happen. So whether you are setting yourself a big, scary, hairy goal (laughs) or just a cheeky little habit that you want to work into your business each week, you will need a system to make it happen. 
I think I've mentioned before that working with a business coach has really helped me to think about this over the last year. So I worked with Kirsty Waite, who I've mentioned before, who has helped me figure out my vision for my business over the coming year and refine my services and my strategies and really unpick a lot of the mindset monkeys that were getting in the way. And we had a conversation recently about my 2022 goals. And like I said, my number one goal for 2022 is to have a bit more time off. In practice, I would like that to involve having four day weeks a few times a month. Let's be realistic here. So when I said this to Kirsty and she asked how I would make this happen, I was like, uh, well, I hadn't really thought about that. Like, if I'm honest, I just figured I would just not book stuff in on Fridays and I would try to be a bit more focused on the other days and that would kind of be that. That's how a four-day week would happen. <laughs> and she was like, um, you need a plan. <laughs> you need systems and support to make your goals stick. So what can be outsourced? What can you stop doing? Where can you create that space so you're still running your business the way you would like, but in four days instead of five? or seven, as the case may be sometimes. So yeah, I have a few strategies now to help me actually make that goal a reality. Otherwise, it's just going to be too easy to slip back into how I was working before. So I encourage you to think about what systems and support you might need to have in place to help you make your 2022 goals a reality. And of course, I highly recommend also signing up to Kirsty's newsletter or going to find her on LinkedIn where you can hear her business coaching advice firsthand. So I'll put a link in the show notes. Okay, so let's recap those six steps. Number one was to celebrate the wins from 2021. Give yourself a little pat on the back. Number two is to make a list of everything that went well last year and everything that was a bit of a headache. (laughs) Number three is to narrow that list down into a few things that you'd like to do more of and a few things that you want to do less of in 2022. And you'll kind of have that in the back of your mind as you're running your business this year. Number four is to pick one thing from each of those lists to make your number one priority. Number five is to think about your bigger vision and your goals for your business and make sure that those priorities are supporting that vision. Number six is to identify the systems and support that you will need to have in place to make your new goals or habits a reality because you need systems to make your goals stick. (laughs) As I say, you don't need to overthink this. Let's keep it simple. Maybe try it for a month and see what happens. You can always change your mind later or change the way you do things if you find that it's not really working. Push yourself, pay attention, be systematic, experiment and adapt. So what about you? What do you have planned for your business in 2022? Are you the kind of person that likes to crack open a new bullet journal and set some big ambitious goals? Or maybe you just have a couple of ideas that you'd like to bring to life over the next few months. Maybe you're just going to keep your business ticking along nicely. Thank you very much. (laughs) And maybe you'll just have a theme or a word that will help guide your decisions this year. What could be possible for you in 2022? I will leave you with that question. And if you would like to share your thoughts on this, then I would love to hear what you have planned for 2022. So please send me a message on Twitter or LinkedIn or memo.fm forward slash 15. And until next time, happy freelancing. You've been listening to 15 Minute Freelancer with me, Louise Shanahan, freelance health copywriter and content marketer at thecopyprescription.com. If you enjoyed this, please hit subscribe, leave a review or share it with a freelance friend. And if you've got a freelancing question you want answered on the podcast, find me and say hi on Twitter, LinkedIn or Instagram. Thanks and until next time, happy freelancing!